to Bridge Between Worlds Radio. Transporting you like the Tesseract outside time, time, space, the physical universe. And here is your host from another universe, H.E. Jumboy. physical bodies via soul projection. He is also a reader of what is called the Varden Vidya and Akashic Records. Tonight our guest, Alan Feldman, and we're going to have a show conversation style. Hi, Alan. Hi, Heather. It's good to be here. It's great to have you. <laughs> so I like the I like this topic, as you know, I came up with it. Well, the Varden of Spirit topic is again um, the power of an hour a day of focus on self and God realization first of all I wanted to say you can do longer than an hour a day but um, a lot of people think that in order to reach any kind of high state you have to spend hours and hours a day in meditation and you have to and then they'll say, oh, I don't have time for that. You know, I've got other things to do in my life besides, you know, they think you have to move into a cave and think about contemplating God all the time. And some people do that. But a lot of people, most of us, um, we're not, we don't have an infinite amount of time. <laughs> and uh, often if we do, we get, when we push, it's like the door opens inwardly. Um... So I put it back to you. Boy, it's a a very beautiful topic, a very beautiful topic. I really love what you were saying earlier about how there's all this, all this drama and trauma and politics and other things, and how you said that that's like in the cow's way of distracting us. 
and keeping our attention away from God. And I thought that that's such a beautiful point. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? Since this was your point, and I, I love it. Oh, it's it's. <laughs> I can't really claim um, any points because mm-hmm. this this path has been taught under different names for forever on different planets. Yeah. Um, it's the path of bilocation or soul travel or Tusa travel, and it's basically going into these higher states through spiritual exercises. And so, dividing up the hour, you might do a half hour of the spiritual exercise every day, and then you might spend a half hour doing what we call true contemplation on the Pond of Varden works. And there are different um, rudimentary um, things that the, the, the student learns um, fundamentals they learn just like anything like golf that they learn in order to follow the path but I think um, answering your question it's very easy to get caught up in all the pyrotechnics you mentioned the cow the cow is a negative power and its job is to take our attention away from God take our attention away from spiritual matters from eliminated states take our way away from that and keep us bound in the lower worlds, which is the emotional, which is the astral plane, the physical, um, the mental plane. So we never get, uh, and even cosmic consciousness is just part of the lower worlds. And so it's very easy for people to get scattered. Now, when you can forget or take your attention away from the lower worlds, in other words, your job, your family, whatever it is, problems you're having, problems other people are having, when you're able to take your attention like a laser beam and point it, um, you don't have to do it for like all day long. If you can do it for a few minutes um, to start with, you know, doing a spiritual exercise, there's specific exercises that are taught in Varnankar and the different advanced levels of exercises. If you can really put yourself in the moment um, and focus like a laser beam on the exercise and on the Varden, which is the Holy Spirit, you can make tremendous progress. Um, a lot of people run into this problem of they're not focused, so they're just sort of they're sort of multitasking. They're trying to think about their job, or they're thinking about or lack of a job, or they're thinking about this, or thinking about that, and they're trying to do the exercise, and they're you know, so it's like it's like they're not really focused, and then the next thing you know, they've spent a half hour, and it feels like they're not making progress. Um, but when you're able to really focus, what you find is that the Varden or the Holy Spirit and God work beyond time and space. So in the moment, contained in the moment, is this, it's like this sacred moment in eternity. And so by appreciating the moment, 
and and letting go of your attention from the negative and from the, the lower aspects of life, you begin to realize what a gift the present moment is and that it's up to you whether you want to home your... It's like homing a laser, getting that laser pointed, like fine-tuned so that it's on a tiny point or a spear. It's like sharpening a spear or sharpening a knife so that it's razor sharp. And when you get it razor sharp, what happens is it's able to cut through whatever it is you're trying to cut through. And um, then you're able to penetrate these deep mysteries and experience these amazing things that we talk about in the books and Paul Twitchell talked about in the books. Uh, you're able to penetrate these deep, these dark, deep mysteries and have your own experiences when people are, are not focused, when they're scattered, their attention is scattered all over the place. Then the, the, the progress becomes slowed down and they be, a lot of times they become confused and they're not aware of what's going on. There's things happening still, but they're not aware of it. It's sort of like um, like a laser beam that's so out of alignment that it's the, the beam is really wide and thick. And uh, so what, what happens is when you point it at something, it doesn't burn through it. It just sort of hits it. Um, or somebody who's playing a, a sports game like tennis and they're not focused. It seems like they're almost spastic. Like like somebody shoots the ball at them and they miss. You know, they can't, Or golf, if they're playing golf. Like they're always doing poorly. Um, or music. You know, it's like they're not quite there. It's something wrong. It feels like there's something wrong. Um, a lot of times it's because they're not able to focus... And when you focus daily on something, like every day, even if it's only a half hour, an hour, um, there's a tremendous power in that focusing, you know. And um, when you don't focus on something, it's like you're giving up on that power. It's like you're much weaker. Um, just like a laser is much weaker when it's not focused, or a spear is not able to penetrate if it's very dull and broken. It's like even though it's got a point, the point is so dull that it just doesn't work. And so I think this is important whether you're whether somebody's an advanced chila on the path of learning car or whether they're a beginner to appreciate the power of of um, focusing your attention on what you want. And not on what you don't want. And also, um, being, by reading the books and studying the discourses, the study discourses for members, and by focusing on the teachings, and then applying that, the discourses and the exercises that are given in the discourses, by applying all these gifts you're given, after you've focused on them and you've reflected on them and contemplated upon them is a tremendous power there because you're making use of your time in a very focused 
you're making use of the present moment. And that's one of the big problems is people wander around. And it's okay to do it, but it, it tends to slow things down. And if somebody's doing that, if they're wandering around in their attention, um, there are tricks you can do. Maybe you could talk about that a bit. Some of the tricks you can do to get your attention onto, um, so that it's more focused. Because it's easy to say focus, <clears throat> focus, focus. It's another thing to do it. Well, recently, I mean, related to, to tricks to help your attention and so forth, um, I've noticed from myself that actually you, you recently, I'm not going to go into it, did a Varden video reading on me and uh, about how I had a series of, of past lives that were particularly strong, <laughs> like uh, traumatic, uh, traumatic, uh, traumatic and dramatic and, you know, uh, past lives, Nazi Germany, World War One, so forth and so on. And, and so I was having all that activated by what's going on in the world today. And, and it was sort of like grabbing some of my attention, but I would say that one of the, like you said, tricks of, of taking your attention and placing it and, play, and, and gaining more control over it is sometimes simply reading the materials because you're actually placing your mind, your consciousness, like um, you and I will get together and we'll read We'll read, you know, discourse together, a little satsang. We'll read the wisdom note together and out loud, and then we'll chat about it. But the the vibration of the words is uplifting, and I notice I feel much more uplifted. Um, the vibration of the words, the consciousness focusing, it's sort of like um, you ha you can focus your attention and consciousness. Also, like you said, the mini spiritual exercise helps. Like, um, if I find my attention goes on something um, challenging, I can, while I'm driving the car, suddenly take my attention off of it and place it on God or the God worlds even more so, and then chant the zikar. Zikar meaning high vibration words that mean God. And so... And not all words are that. Not like all that. words are that, like Hugh, Hugh man, God man. Um, and so by, by doing this, um, it's, it's one of the ways of, I mean, it's, you could be in a situation where something seems overwhelming and like, like I was saying this past life stuff activated by current events. And so by placing your attention on simply chanting the zikar, yeah. uh, p focusing on some spiritual plane on the God world's chart, yeah. the master's presence, um, yeah. it, it it really does help. <laughs> this afternoon that oh. happened in the car. So I wanted to say, yeah, yeah that's good points. Mm -hmm. um, There's certain things that tend to lock people inside their bodies. Because the soul's natural state is to leave the body at will, whatever it wants. Yeah. Because you're not really in your body. Because mm -hmm. time and space are an illusion. Yes. But um, the point I wanted to make was that um, th this, this childlike state... That so when you're when you're sort of there's certain things that lock people in their body or tend to lock people in their body. One of them is fear, like you were talking about fear. Another one is um, anger. If somebody's really angry, or, you know, um, if somebody is fearful or angry or very vain, you know, the five passions. 
lust, anger, greed, attachment, vanity. These are all things that the negative power uses to try to trap soul in the world of reincarnations. So, these are like traps, deadly traps, that, keep, that tend to keep souls in their bodies so they can't leave and they have these more conscious experiences. So, what do we do? Well, part of it is, like you were mentioning about reading the books, mm-hmm. you know, the Shariat Kihira is really good. Some of the discourses are always good. The ones you're studying currently, which are for members. Um, some of the books are really good. Um, you know, Dialogues with Yabal Sakabi. Um, there's several of them. So, but when you put your attention on what you want, when you put your attention on the spiritual, yeah. on and when I say spiritual, I mean going into these elevated states, these illuminated states, like self-realization, God-realization, meeting with masters like Yabal Sakabi and Rebbe Zartars and Fubi Kwans and, um, and many other Varden masters, which we have pictures of um, on the website, vardencar.com. And by putting your attention on these higher things, um, we're drawn toward them. It's like magnetism. You know, when you put your attention on a master like Yabal Sakabi, you put your attention on him, and you chant his name, or you look at his picture, and you start reading about his words of wisdom, or any of our masters. It's like you create this magnetic field of love. You get drawn toward that person. Just like when you put your attention on making lots of money... Like, you know, you hear these stories about people that become millionaires, and I don't mean this is a criticism, um, that money's bad or anything, but you see these people that are millionaires, and they usually tell a similar story. They really put their attention on making money, and they put, like, if they made money in real estate, they submerged themselves in the idea of buying houses and selling houses, and, and they were obsessed with it for several years. And so if we want makes lots of money in real estate, you know, we can focus on that, obsess on that. But if we want God, if we want truth, then we have to be like this hound of heaven. We have to to focus on that. And one of the things, the points of this, of this program, I think, the title is um, The Power of an Hour a Day of Focus on self and God realization, the point is it doesn't you don't have to like quit your job, you don't have to get rid of your family, you don't have to sell all your stuff and move to like the middle of nowhere. Because a lot of people use that as an excuse. Oh well you know I can't follow spirituality because I, I have a wife and kids <laughs> and, and um but I think um when we realize the sacredness of the moment and we realize the power of these things like chanting the Zykar, chanting the holy words. If you're an initiate, chanting your secret word. Um, there's many different methods that go into the fundamentals and the spiritual exercises. If we practice the path of Vardhankar, um, and we're focused, and we're able to put our attention on what we want rather than what we don't want, and we have some faith, we can have these experiences 
and and more things that aren't even described um and there are experiences like we are having them not somebody else is writing about them that's another thing i think is that a lot of people like are confused about religion they think because Vardenka is not a religion they think that religion um that it's all about having faith and just believing in something like you believe you believe but actually, we've had so much of that in past lives, in this life. What we really are looking for is our own personal experience with God. And I don't mean that emotionally. Like feeling like, oh my God, my father, I'm with my father, my holy father in heaven. Like that's, a lot of people are really into emotions. The astral plane. But if you look at a Godwell's chart on the, on, in a Varden car, you can see on the website, you can see on some of the videos we have, you'll see um, Astro Plane's not very high, it's only the second plane. So, anyway, I'm yeah. talking to No, you. people will sometimes second-guess themselves. Like, if they have an experience, they'll second-guess themselves because it doesn't meet a preset number of conditions that they have in their mind that they determine before they even have the experience. And by second-guessing ourselves... Uh, it kind of reminds me of something you once said about how you could be having a subtle experience but if you push it away because you don't think oh this might not be real or this isn't good enough or this isn't vivid enough or whatever the criteria is that in doing that you prevent it from opening up and by instead not forming an opinion or a judgment with the mind but as pure soul um focusing more attention on it then that gives it the opportunity to grow stronger to grow more clear to bloom to come more into consciousness conscious awareness um and not judging ourselves because people have a tendency to judge themselves as not good enough their experience is not good enough but instead just in like playing being playful like a child and appreciating and enjoying it and and the knowingness, you know, knowingness that you're in the presence of the Varden, just knowing it, the knowingness that the teacher, the inner teacher, or Varden master, spiritual traveler, his presence is with you, even if it doesn't come in the form that you expect, like some people it might come as a sound, other people might see inwardly in the Tisratil, might see an actual being in form others might see a light a certain light of a certain color some people just have a knowingness yes or a feeling like just a like a knowingness or a feeling that there's a presence um you once shared um that there was this one student who said that he didn't see a temple he didn't see a master he didn't hear a master or hear the temple but he felt like he sensed that there was a temple there and there was a master there and and you congratulated him because you were saying that many there are people that will ignore that Mm -hmm. and not appreciate that and because that of that they miss the experience Mm -hmm. and then they miss developing it more by pushing it away and instead of pulling it toward them a lot of times um a lot of times what will happen is the person um, 
will start out having very subtle experiences. <laughs> like they might feel a presence and it's uplifting. Or they might um, do their exercise and they can't recall anything, but they suddenly feel jolted and get back in their body. And they're thinking, wait a minute, if I was jolted back in my body, <laughs> that must have meant that I left the body. I just didn't know I left the body. And um, so people have these subtle experiences where they'll see like a little light, but it's really tiny. And then, and then um, they will wonder, um, and then what will happen later, as they're doing the exercise daily, in other words, they're... They're focusing every day on doing the exercise and all these fundamentals. Um, it becomes more, they become more and more aware. It kind of reminds me of, if you've ever, of course you've had this experience. You know, when you're in a dark area, like a cave, or under in the shadows or somewhere, and all of a sudden you step out into a sunlit meadow, like you were in, indoors, and you step into a sunlit meadow, the first thing you see is just this blinding white light, and you look up and the sun is almost blinding you. Like, you can't see much detail. You just know. You can hear the birds, and you can see light everywhere, but you can't make out the flowers. You can't... It's like the light is so bright that you can't make out detail. And then what happens is your eyes start to adjust to the visual... And as it as your eyes adjust, you begin to see flowers. Oh wow, there's flowers, and you can start to see the colors of the flowers. And then after like a couple of minutes, um, you can make out a lot of detail. And I've noticed that with myself. I've been doing this for decades. Um, as time goes by and you practice, you become more and more sensitive. To things that you didn't even perceive. Um, it wasn't that they weren't there. It was that you weren't ready to recall them yet. You weren't ready. Same thing with past lives. Like I've noticed. Um, at first you might just have a sense. That you were. That you lived during the Civil War. You lived during a certain period of time. Where you had. You know like who knows. What a certain culture. But you can't prove it. You don't have any concrete memories of anything particular but then later you start to get more and more detail and eventually a lot of times you remember very specific things but often it takes time it's because you're not ready yet it would be too much of a shock to the system to suddenly remember that you were a sailor and you drowned in the ocean it'd be sort of jarring and so all you know is you have this uneasiness about boats like this sense of like, ooh, you know, but you don't remember the specifics of it. And the same thing with the positive things. Somebody might, we've had this happen so many times where, you know, you can vouch for this, where a, a chila or a student will see a picture of a, a drawing of one of the masters and they'll say something like, there's something really, f I'm drawn to this master. Like, I'm drawn to him. There's something about him. Like, I wonder if I knew him in a past life. And then we find out later, or he finds out later, it's actually the best way to do it. But he or she finds out later that 
he had studied or she had studied with this master maybe for years and um but they weren't ready to remember all that right away they needed like this period of because it can be jarring you know and so we have to be really that brings up a really important point patience mm, yeah you know what what as we're doing our exercises and we're focused we have to realize that it's going to happen god's way so we can't be focused but then demand that god do it our way like god you're going to do this and you're going to do that and i'm going to and it's like you're placing an order at a restaurant god i want the hamburgers with the fries and the milkshake and the you know it's like i want past life recall of the last <laughs> ten thousand years and i want this and you know, give me like lots of bright white light, and and then we don't get that, <laughs> and then we say, God, what is wrong? Why am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? It's like maybe you're not doing anything wrong. Maybe you're just asking for something you're not ready for yet. Yeah. You know, so you got to figure out. Like you have to let what what you are ready for in, and appreciate it. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling on. <laughs> I noticed you were looking at the Shariat. Yeah, no, I was I was looking at the the Shariki Hure, um I think it's book one, um, chapter six, The Living Pardon Master, on page ninety-two. I just thought I would wanna share like a little bit of a quote since we're talking about um the power of the this kind of focus and related to self and God realization. Um, no man should wish, oh, sorry, here, um, where is this? Um, he shall become like a fine crystal globe to ping just right would, would cause it to break into a thousand pieces. No man should wish this upon himself, but should seek God for itself and never for any personal motivation. Religion speaks of peace after death for man, but this is only a lower world teaching. It is not true, but only a promise to keep man happy, a promise that he is going to be free of the trials and tribulations of the earthly life. But not until soul has gained the realization of the Hure, God, shall he become peaceful and have harmony with life. This is possible not on, only after death, but while he is still living in the physical embodiment. Um, oh, and, and one more part right here. The Chila keeps wondering when he will reach the moment of meeting God. But it will never come, for, he would real, for he, if he would realize it, he is already at that moment. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, rather he is at this focal point in eternity, for the Hure, God, is always with him in the form of a living Barden Master. So the, and the Chila is always in the present, for the present is always eternity. God is with him all the time, as a living Barden Master in every moment of his life. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that quote. It's sort of like saying, because um, one of the things, one of the profound things I've noticed or seen in having many friends who've studied the spiritual path um, in different paths when I was in a, a, 
pre previous teaching as well, is I found that one of the big hang-ups that people had was they pushed into the future. They kept pushing it into the future, right. a future that will never come. And, and because of that, it's like they're delaying it for another lifetime. And yeah, I, literally, they'll even say that. I know, I've had friends who've literally said that. It's the strangest thing. Like, I had one friend, and I said to her, what about God realization in this lifetime? And she said, oh, you know, probably another life. Because she didn't believe that she was anywhere near worthy or that it was anywhere yeah. possible, even possible at all. And she was kind of, in a sense, right, that she was on a path that didn't lead to God realization. Yeah. But she could have changed paths. But it was almost like she decided that she wasn't ready. She did. And and she decided that she wanted it in a different lifetime. And I had other friends too. I mean, the same thing. It's They talk and say that they, they want self-realization and God-realization. Mm -hmm. But then if you press, you discover that they are actually thinking, oh, that's going to happen some other lifetime, not now. Not only that, but it gets more complicated. Yeah. I don't want to bore people with it, but most people don't know what the term self-realization mean. Yeah, yeah. So, like, a lot of times, for example, you mentioned self-realization, and um, some people think it means knowing what kind of popcorn you like to eat, or what, <laughs> knows what kind of food you like to eat at restaurants, what kind of music you like to listen to, what kind of... What your career is. What your career is, you know, what you... Like to do for hobbies, and... And then some people... Shoe size. Yeah, some people think it has to do with, like, cosmic consciousness. Like, you know, and people are so um, mistaught by religions and metaphysical mm -hmm. systems. I've heard some, some people, uh, Christians, say, oh, self-realization, it means you're being selfish. Focusing yeah, on yourself. You know, I'm like, that's not self-realization. The, no. the problem is that yeah. this, the terminology for these things is so very it doesn't it's like meaningless like you mentioned god realization and you have all these people and they're literally some of them are focusing they think god realization is on the astral plane or the causal plane or the yeah. mental plane and because they don't know it's not their fault well, I mean, really you, you, i mean i once heard a new ager say that she was going to give people the quote god download oh that's yeah and all she was doing was mindset. healing their astral body is very if that's what she claimed she misleading, was misleading actually well there's a lot of salesmanship in the, in yeah. the field the so-called field of religion spirituality metaphysics Sad. um a lot of ignorant people and you just gotta kind of let them be yeah vardenkar is not the only path back to god but it's the most direct direct and it's because you have to get beyond time and space and move into the soul plane and beyond in order to have spiritual freedom or spiritual liberation. You know, and you can't do that on the mental plane or the causal plane or the, or the astral plane. But most people don't even know what those terms mean. And so one of the first things I tell students, Sheila's, uh, aspirants, that are starting the path is um, that they need to um, empty their all the things that they that they um, their what do they call them? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not empty their cup. Empty their cup, but it's also um, their cherished beliefs, their cher you know their cherished opinions, 
they're they're all yeah empty their cups so they there's all this knowledge and things that they gathered from these other groups they were in and other paths other books so they've got all this stuff you know what it's a little bit like it's a little bit like um it's a little bit like somebody um is is like playing like the tuba or something and they've learned all these tricks to playing the tuba but then they switch to another instrument but they want to hang on to the what they learned from the playing the tuba and the problem is they're not playing a tuba anymore yeah. they're playing a piano so it's like 90% of everything they learned about the tuba doesn't apply. Actually, an unusual kind of um, analogy for that, or I don't know if it's really an example, is you'll have people that will start practicing with the traveler, and they have all this training in, say, things related to the astral plane. But then the 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 teacher the spiritual traveler master is trying to show them something new but because they're so fixated and stuck on the astral plane yeah. they think that they're understanding but their mm-hmm. fixation is caught so it's it's for example if 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 the traveler is trying to for example talk about self-realization the soul plane you're talking about the spiritual traveler yeah the spiritual traveler the varden master living varden master is trying to talk about the soul plane and certain realizations at the soul plane. But if the person is really attached to their old teaching in the astral, it's sort of like there's this... They will not understand. Even if they think they understand, if they're too attached to the past teaching, it's... um, God, I mean, I've seen this so many times. Even in past lives, I I recall there was like one woman, like one being on another planet, and she still had one foot in her religion and past religion uh and because of that it was sort of like a part of her consciousness and her attention and and her the idea of reality um it kept her from being able to more deeply understand things from that whole other level and uh, that's why i think that one that's one of the reasons why the the varden master will say the first two years of study um, they just yeah. focus on the works of Vardenkar so that right. their attention is not split. Because yeah. split attention will cause them to not be able to make progress spiritually. And this is and this is what this is kind of an interesting point. Um, there's a lot of people that are rebellious against any kind of authority figure. Authority figure issues. Or master. <laughs> like, anybody that's called a master, that yeah. their horns go up. Like, the bull horns, you know, like, <laughs> rump it up. You know, the matador and, like, so the master. So weird, yeah. It happens but there's a lot of people that are, um, they have authority issues. Mommy, daddy, authority issues. Yeah. Some of them have, keep it under control, but there's, in the back of their mind, it's there. Yeah. And, you know, I can understand because we've been burned a lot by these so-called masters and teachers and gurus. and The problem is when they have that attitude and they can't let go of it, it's a little, it's a bit like being an apprentice. You know, if you're an apprentice for, um, like you want to be a study with a fine artist, like a painter. Um, if you're rebellious against the, the master painter, you're not going to learn a damn thing from him. In other words, you're going to be so 
you're going to be pushing back everything he teaches you and questioning it and saying, really, you know, <laughs> like you want me to to mix the blue like that, you know, oh, what about this book that says to do it differently? So any ma any master worth his salt would eject an apprentice that refused to listen to him. Didn't you give an example of like uh, Michelangelo, like if a Michelangelo had an apprentice who, you know, who was like that, who was like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, do this process or that process. No. I, you know, I'm just going to, if he was completely, um, had authority figure issues and, and, um, went about in that manner, you know, you probably wouldn't be able to work with him very well. Wouldn't last long. No. Well, in the old days when they had apprentices, mm-hmm. Um, talking about the old days, like the 14th century, 15th century, 13th century. Um, it was like, the way it worked is when you were an apprentice, you started at the very bottom. So, for example, if it was a carpenter and you were an apprentice for a carpenter, the master carpenter, and they could build, like, beautiful furniture, like chairs. and These weren't, like, factory workers. These were, like, artisans. And, um... The first thing you would do would be the most menial task. Like, the master would make a mess, you know, doing, like, saw. there'd be sawdust and chunks of wood on the floor. And his words were, like, clean it up. And you were expected to lay out his tools in the morning, at five, you know, five in the morning. And you were, no, you were, you were like the grunt person. And if you refused, if you were snooty and you said to the master... I will not clean up the sawdust off the floor. I'm not going to sweep it because I'm too good for that. He'd be like, okay, next, you know. And um, they were expected to start from the bottom and work their way up. And a lot of people, they will study with, um, oh God, we had one lady, this was a different path, but she had studied in Christian science. And we get people that studied Ekinkar and people that studied all kinds of different groups. And they have this attitude like a... Kind of like, I already know about this. Because I did this for 10 years or 5 years or six, ten, 20 years or whatever. I already studied this, you know. And um, there's like an arrogance. There's a feeling of like entitlement. But what we found is that if if they have that attitude of like... I'm not starting at the beginning because I'm too good for that. Um, they never do well. They always have problems. They usually end up leaving. Um, it kind of reminds me of somebody that studies with a golfer like Tiger Woods. As mm -hmm. a, as a, like if somebody was a good golfer, like they were very good, <clears throat> like they were decent, and then they wanted to study with Tiger Woods, um, who's considered, like, one of the best golfers, or was considered one of the best golfers ever, um, they would have to kind of humble themselves because he's going to teach them things different from what they know. Like, he's going to alter certain things they're doing to, to, like, in order to get different results. And if they don't want to do that, then why are they there? Like, if they don't want to hone their game and get better at it, then why are they with Tiger Woods? They should just go back to 
what they were doing before. And part of it is um, appreciating how exciting it is. It's like if somebody loves art and, and Michelangelo has developed his ability to such an extent, to such a degree, that he creates like, you know, forms in, in the human body that have so much beauty and um, refinement that, that they would be thrilled and, and overjoyed for that blessing. And likewise, when the Varden and the Hure and the Masters select a being to train over many, many years, and that being suddenly becomes available as a teacher, anyone who truly values the opportunity to return to Hure, God, for self-realization and God-realization, will be like, wow, you know, this is great. Especially if they waited, like, 3,000 years like I did. Was it 3,000 years since ancient Egypt? I don't know. I, I, I waited, like, several thousand years uh, to find the path. And again. Again. <laughs> um, because in ancient Egypt, uh, we, we were hesitant or even afraid of losing our materialistic lives but but i think that was just a lesson in in um, empathy compassion but in, anyway uh what i was saying is um when you truly value it you you'd be like excited like wow you know i actually have the joy the gift the mm -hmm. blessing of, of studying with the master, living for it in the master in this lifetime, a being who's had all this training. And, and now I can, I can, you know, reap the benefits and the joy mm -hmm. of, of this experience and, 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 and put more love into it and, and appreciate it and have gratitude for it because I'm really blessed. I'm really lucky. You know, there are some people who waited longer than thousands of years for this gift. They had to earn enough good karma um, to to realize what they've been given is like a, a an amazing gift. Yeah. And and some of the things that are possible are usually not possible in the normal system of the matrix, the reincarnation lower world wow. system. Some of it is actually not even possible. It transcends the, the normal rules. It's almost like an anomaly in the system. Yeah, like a wormhole or something. Yeah, like a wormhole. Like Vardenkar is literally like a wormhole that will give the individual the opportunity to go from point A to point B. Or that instantly. movie we really like. Yeah, we, we like... Tester. Yeah, but I we were thinking, we were aware of this even before that movie existed. Of course. But yeah, that, that movie kind of epitomized, like, testering, uh, what was it? A Wrinkle, wrinkle in Time? Wrinkle in Time, yeah. Yeah, Wrinkle in Time. But the whole concept of testering, where you're going immediately from one point to another, but projection, yeah. um, but that's, you know... It, it's sort of like being able to transcend um, time and space and being able to transcend uh, thousands of years of karma. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it takes work, obviously, but... Um. It's a tremendous gift. I, I thought of this analogy of... Um, you know me with analogies. I like analogies. Yeah. It's like, it imagines a painter goes to 
a master artist like Michelangelo, and imagine they have um, like a painting that they started a long time ago, and they want to finish it with Michelangelo's help. And he takes a look at it and he goes, oh, no, 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 you know, we're starting over again. Like, gesso it, you know, just cover it with white. And we'll just, um, and then we're going to start over. We're, it's a blank canvas now. And imagine the person's reluctant. They're like, well, wait, wait, I spent five years working on this painting. And, like, uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, I want you to help me make it better. You know, make it better, make it better. And Michelangelo's going... You know, there's no point in us working on a painting that you worked on. No, it's, you're going to learn completely different technique, different methods. Yeah. It's like, as opposed to gessoing over the canvas. Mm -hmm. Is it called gessoing? Or? Gesso, yeah. Yeah, gessoing. It's like you have a blank canvas, and you got Michelangelo, <laughs> who's going to show you how to paint. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like, how dare he ask me to gesso my... My painting, you know. No, you're right. My but painting. Humility, I think humility is the starting point of reaching higher levels. It's not possible to reach the higher levels without humility, without knowing that, like uh, an example, knowing that you're ignorant and that there's further to go. An example is actually something that you and I went through ourselves, <laughs> where we were studying for many years in a in a New Age religion and ethnic well, a certain path, and, um, and then at some point, we found the master, and we realized that we had to, I had, I realized that I had to start all over again from square yeah. one, that, you know, if I had to become an acolyte, even though I was studying, like, for decades, um, you know, many years, to start all over again, and I was willing to let go of everything that I learned yeah. before, that, you know, all the things, the mis I, all the misinformation, all of the teachings and things that I thought were, I was reaching such a, a much a higher yeah. point. It's like you have to start all over again from square one. Yeah. And that requires a lot of humility to say, yeah. oh my God, I'm starting all over again. <laughs> Attitude is yeah. really important. Because it's like you think that you're on the top of the mountain, you reached a pinnacle of some sort. Yeah. But then you're like, oh my God, I have to start all over again. It reminds me a little Kindergarten. bit of... Kindergarten. <laughs> it reminds me, I'm not a big sports fan. Yeah. But it reminds me a little bit of like high school, mm -hmm. you know, where you have this kid and he's a math whiz or he's a sports whiz, like he's really good at football. And he thinks he's hot, you know, like, he's the best, he's the best at math in the entire school, or he's the best football player in the entire school. And then he goes to a major university, and he goes from being, like, the best math kid in the entire high school to being, like, just some a beginner. beginner. Yeah. And, he's, and he goes to the class mm -hmm. expecting everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, you're so talented, you're so good. And the teachers are like, you really need to work on your skills. Like, you really need to work on your skills. You're not going to pass if you don't. And the kid's are like, what? What do you mean work on my skills? If he doesn't, if the, if the kid doesn't become humble, if he resents the teacher, if he's angry at the teacher, he's like, how dare you criticize my math skills? Like, I'm amazing. All my high school teachers told me I was amazing, you know, I'm, like, if he gets mad at the teachers in the school, the university, he's probably not going to learn anything from them. Yeah. He's going to think that they're the problem, that they don't appreciate him. 
So he's going to think they don't appreciate him, that they don't understand him, that they're that there's something wrong with them, like all this negative stuff. Instead, if he's if he becomes humble, what will happen is he will learn from them, and he'll he'll probably realize, wow, I really didn't know much about math. Thank God I'm here because now I'm going to get. They're going to whip me into shape. To a whole other level. To yeah. another whole, like a level that's really much higher than... You know, and that's actually one of the common things that we've seen in terms of people finding the path, is what happens is a lot of times people that find the path are that top 1% yeah. in every religion or path. Or one, one half of <laughs> Like, well, you know, like there would be one person, one Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. one atheist, one yeah. Satanist... One Christian, right. one Atheist. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I know it's really weird. But these people reached a very, very high level in whatever path they were in. They like mm-hmm. it's sort of like there's a glass ceiling. Like we reached a glass ceiling when we were in our previous path, where our heads were hitting against the the um, mental plane. And yeah. a lot of times on other paths, it only goes up to the mental plane. And then they sort of all paths converge in Bard. and Bard. And what happens is. When they make that transition, they have to be, they have to have humility to say, you know, uh, I want, I, I need to let go and let God, I, yeah. God knows more than me, that the master, yeah. the, the Vard and divine spirit knows more yeah. than me. Um, I have to be humble and start all over again because here they are, they reach this pinnacle where it feels very, very high. Like they have all this wisdom, like galactic wisdom and, right. and astral wisdom, cosmic they've wisdom. Read and they're of like, books, they really, books. it feels like they've reached this high, high place. Right. But then all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, they're starting all over again. It's kindergarten time. It reminds and, me. And yeah. they have to be humility. They have to have humility. It reminds me a little point. bit of what happened in the history of the automobile. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when the carriages were the that was the everybody built carriages, and then they started building cars, and at first the carriage industry was really anti-car. They they hated cars because they thought it was going to put them out of business, and so um, cars were like considered the enemy, you know, like the cars, and they passed all these laws that made it illegal to to have a car without a mechanic you had to have a mechanic travel with you you know they really tried to stop cars from existing and it's like the bottom line was the carriage industry was on its way out carriages were losing popularity left and right people wanted cars and because you had to have horses you had to feed the horses and carriages were not convenient and um, it's kind of like that when you mentioned about people, you know, hanging on for dear life to what they think they know. Yeah. You know, people tend to want what they what they've been doing. They want to do keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah. And uh, it takes it a very adventurous, bold, courageous person, somebody whose their desire for God is so strong. And that's something we didn't talk about, desire. I wouldn't talk about it much. But in order to have this this focus, you know, on self and God realization while you're doing your exercises and while you're doing your true contemplation upon the Bible works, there has to be this burning desire. It has to be long-lasting. 
And if you don't have that, it's like the the analogy of Michelangelo being an apprentice. If the apprentice isn't willing to spend years, you know, going through all the the stages of learning to be an artist, you know, it's, it's going to take years. If they're not willing to 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 sweep like all this crap, you know, <laughs> sorry, all this junk, you know, from the floors and and learn like the rudimentaries of of you know the the from the very bottom of the barrel you know and lift the, the stones and you know all the stuff that you do to build a to make a sculpture or to make a painting um if they're not willing to do that it takes a lot of, of like a burning desire to be an artist and a burning desire to and it has to be long lasting because you they might have a burning desire for a year but then it's not going to take a year it's going to take a lot more than a year to, to become a great artist. And it's the same thing with Vardenkar. Everybody's, you know, it's very fashionable and profitable for Paz to, to talk about how easy it is. You know, oh, you know, it's like you were saying the, the God download. Oh, God, yeah. I think one of the reasons she did that was because it, it sounds so easy, the God download. You don't do anything. You just sit there and get downloaded. Yeah. And I think that's probably why she did it because it allowed her to to motivate people to send her money, you know. Get an astral healing. <laughs> get an astral healing because nobody wants to work. It's nothing to do with God, though. And, and then some people come into Varnkar and they only, they're, they're excited for like six months or a year. And then their enthusiasm goes out the window. Not patience. And, you know, sometimes um, we don't have to be perfect. Sometimes, you know... If there are things in our lives that are very challenging, overwhelming, distracting, that that we can in any moment stop for a moment and do something that spiritualizes our consciousness, even if it's like you said, just an hour a day, like mm-hmm. half an hour reading spiritual works, a half an hour doing a spiritual exercise yeah. that spiritualizes the consciousness right. and and lifts us to a higher place. And, and sometimes I've found if I do a spiritual exercise and it, and it doesn't feel like it, it went to the level that I want, then I'll wait an hour or two and then I'll try Mm -hmm. again. Sure. And, and sometimes, you know, you can, there are different things that you can do. Like if you have a lunch break and, Mm -hmm. and you know, you want to do it then. I knew one person, they said that they would do their exercise in their car for privacy. Right. Um, another person <laughs> sit in the bathroom and do yeah. the exercise. Well, you know, sometimes you bring up an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of times, I noticed that when I went the extra mile, that's when I made the most progress. Mm-hmm. Like I remember this one time, a long, long time ago, I was doing this. Like I don't know how many years ago, like thirty years ago or something. I was doing a spiritual exercise. And, um, it felt like nothing was happening. Like, it felt like nothing was happening. I later understand that things were happening. But it felt like I wasn't really making any progress. And I remember opening my eyes, and I was thinking, like, gee, I'm not doing, you know, this isn't going that great. And I look at the clock, and I had been doing the exercise for, like, 26 minutes, or something like that, 26 minutes. 27 minutes, something like that. 
And, you know, I was supposed to do it for a half hour. But, you know, I'm thinking, well, nothing's happening. Maybe I should just call it, you know, quits for tonight. You know, and just do it tomorrow. But then I thought, no, I'm going to do the full half hour, you know. Minimum, I'm going to do the half hour. So I closed my eyes and I, did a, I decided I was going to do another four or five minutes. And lo and behold... About two minutes before I'd reached the, the end of the 30 minutes, I had a really nice experience with the light and sound. You know, I actually, I won't go into the detail, but it was, I had an experience. There's no question about it. It was very beautiful. And um, it taught me a lesson to, to go the extra mile, to go the distance, you know. And... Um, I think that sometimes you have to go, like you're talking about going beyond, you know, like doing more than you're required to do. Yeah. Like we have several chilas that, and I've recommended this to a lot of people, they do two exercises a day for a half hour each. Mm -hmm. And they might study for an hour a day instead of a half hour or, or an hour and a half a day. It's always good to do it first thing in the morning and... and yeah. First thing before bed. But this thing about going the distance, if you look at people that are like very uh, gifted, you'll notice that 99% of the time they work really long hours. They work hard. They, they put in a lot of playtime or work time or whatever you want to call it um, because they like it. They enjoy it. And sometimes they don't want to do it, but they do it anyway because it's a discipline. And whether you're talking about athletes, people that are into intellectual things, or whatever it is, dancing, it doesn't really matter. Like, great <laughs> golfers are out of the golf course constantly. They're constantly playing golf. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with Vardenkar, this idea that there's something for nothing... You know, when we talk about doing uh, an hour of focused, you know, it's the, the power of an hour a day of focus on self and God realization. It's just to give you an idea of what can be done. But when people are getting more advanced, they might start shifting it to two hours a day or three hours a day, mm -hmm. depending on what they do with their life. I find it interesting that... Um... <laughs> If you look at Olympians, like um, people that are actual Olympians, like who who practice and train for the Olympics, mm -hmm. and they're top of their game, um, it's really interesting how, um, like, you look at someone who's a gymnast in gymnastics, and they like train for like ten hours a day, twelve hours a day. I'm not suggesting that you do right, that, right, 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 but but. The fact that they have, like, all this drive and determination mm -hmm. and put so much love into it that way. And the way they become so incredibly skilled right. that they will do, like, on a balance beam, like, many feet off the ground. They'll be doing flips and tumbles and everything else. Yeah. A great difficulty and agility and skill and focus. And that's just an example of how... You know, if you can build up the desire, the fire, the inner fire, that um, you can put more love into your practice. You know, it, maybe um, 
upping your game a little. But I want to say something about that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how much more time we have left. We have more. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about the door opening inwardly. Because sometimes, you know, everything in this world is in cycles. Yes. In the lower worlds. You have night and day. So you don't just have the sun shining all the time. And, you know, you have winter and summer and spring and fall. and You have all these cycles. And so, there's this saying in Varn Carnival, the door opens inwardly. What that means is sometimes if you push, you know, too hard for too long, you jam the door and you can't have the experience. It's like you're pushing, pushing, pushing. And um, I don't want people to think that focus means intense pushing, intense pushing, intense pushing. Focus can mean backing away. And gently putting your attention, you know, ever so sweetly on the Tisratil or the third eye. So focus doesn't have to be intensely pushing. It can be simply putting attention very gently. And so what I wanted to say was that sometimes backing away um, as we go through these different cycles to be comfortable that it will come in God's time. Paulji used to say, Paul, Sri Paul Twitchell used to say that that God realization can sneak up sneak up on you like a black cat at night, you know. And he tells this funny story about how he um, set a date for God realization. He set a time and date because he wa- he really wanted it for years and years. He finally decided, I just got to set a time and set a date and you know get it. And he said he was getting nervous because the t- the date was coming, the time was coming, you know. And, and finally the day arrives, and then he's getting even more nervous because mm-hmm. it's a certain time. And he said finally the, he sits down to contemplate, and the time arrives. He's getting more and more nervous. Like, what happens if it doesn't come? And it didn't come. And then he said he gave up. He says, what's the point? Like, what's the use? I'm going to, like, spend all these years... And he had, like, gone to India, and he'd done all this stuff. He'd done exercises for years and years and years, and read every book he could find. And he says, I work, and I work, and I work. And then, what's the point? What's the use of this? And he gave up. And he said the next day, it came to him. He had gun realization. It snuck up on him. And so, we're not saying when we say focus, that it means you're pushing against the door as hard as you can. Never end, never stop pushing, never stop pushing, never stop pushing. We've gotten people that have tried that. I've tried it. Everybody's tried it, I think. And it's like they're frantically trying to get it, frantically trying to get it, frantically trying to get it. You know, God, give it to me, give it to me, please, give it to me, go, go. And it doesn't work. Um, and that's, again, why we have this long-lasting desire because we're going to go through cycles. Everything is cycles. And it's, like, it's like I was saying, um, enjoying the journey. Yeah. Not just the destination, but the journey there. To like yes. appreciate each moment that, that, like I was reading from that quote, that God is now, not in the future. Right. And then if you know that, then, then in this moment now, you can embrace that and appreciate what you're experiencing, even if it's less than perfect. 
And it won't be. And it won't be. <laughs> Except the higher worlds. And the higher worlds is perfect. <laughs> but um, it's fantastical. I mean, it's just fantastical that the entire matrix of the lower worlds, you can completely bypass and get above it. Yeah. Get it completely above the time track and above the domain of negative power and transcend the entire matrix of karma, reincarnation, time and space and get in this consciousness the, these states like self-realization and God-realization and then the different steps and stages or initiations that yeah. get you there. And it's, it's the natural state of man. I mean, um, it's sort of like, you know, you have the different kingdoms, the mineral kingdom and the plant kingdom, you know, the animal kingdom, the human kingdom. But you have this other kingdom, I guess you could call it the God-man kingdom or the, you know, the God-being kingdom. And you meet people like Yabal Sakabi, if you can call them people. Like Yabo Sakabi or Rebazartars or Rami Nuri, etc., etc. And you realize um, this is like the natural state of soul. And we're actually, the human consciousness is not the natural state of soul. Human consciousness is like this mask. It's like the Russian dolls where there's one doll instead of the other doll instead of the other doll. <laughs> The human consciousness is like the dolls trapped inside each other. Mm. Um, but children naturally leave their bodies. And, and if you see like very young children, a lot of them are like, until the adults get involved and stop imagining, pay attention, you know. <laughs> but a lot of children are really free spirited. And um, so I don't know how we're doing with time, but I'm getting a little. Sure. That this is fine. Um, it's been an hour. An hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, a little over an hour. Sorry. That's good. <laughs> Ten minutes over. Is there? Let's see. Maybe there, is there anything? Let's see. Let me look here. Um, the power of an hour a day of focus on self and God realization. So, I guess I'll just for my closing, I will say: Do not underestimate the power of focus. And, and surrender and humility and following the path of Vardenkar. Don't underestimate that because when we slip into that, um, when we recognize the present moment as being a present and we begin to recognize all these wonderful gifts that the Varden is offering us, that the Spirit is offering us, um, especially the Varden Masters and also Golden Wisdom Temples where we can study, you begin to realize just how blessed you are if you're aware of all of this and you're able to to accept it. And that's the big, I guess, one thing to close. is Some people don't think they deserve um, God. They And... and it's a lot of times it's because of fear, but a lot of times it's also because they confuse their little self for their for soul. And we've all done things that were that were that created karma. You know, we've all been people that hurt other people and we've been hurt and we've hurt other people and all this stuff. And so a lot of people confuse that 
for that they're bad because they did bad things or they used to do bad things in a past life and they're subconsciously afraid to remember this and they're afraid all this fear and what you realize is we've all created karma we've all done things that we've created karma and we paid debts karmic debts that that can be worked out in a single lifetime and that we God does love us. Soul exists because God loves it. So God loves us, that part of us that's eternal, that our, that our, it's our true self. So I wanted to just, that was my basic ending. That's beautiful. That you do deserve this if you want it. That don't, don't stop yourself. We had one person make a statement on YouTube, uh, left a comment, and they said something like they really wanted to be on the path and they wanted to go back home but that they their karma prevented them from doing it it's kind of a sad sort of shortchanging themselves underestimating themselves yeah and that's beautiful to add you know that that what is it saying he who is chosen chooses himself meaning that that usually when somebody knows of the existence of the living master Lord master it's because He's earned it in some way, the opportunity to choose. And I, I, I want to add a last quote, if you don't mind. Um, 147 of the chariot. Um, the Hure's purpose in establishing the cow worlds, all these lower worlds, physical world, etc., is to train each soul to reach perfection of being a Mahdi's initiate of a fifth circle, which is being a co-worker with a Margotma, the living Barden master, purpose of the cow power, cow power meaning negative power, devil, whatever you would call, is to temper soul each soul in the art of life so that it can come to the Margatma as a chila. Hence, he initiates every chila who can become qualified after two years studying the path of Varnkar. Well, basically, what that's saying is that the purpose of these lower worlds of reincarnation and the purpose of the negative power is to temper soul with experiences, hardships, illusions, things like of this nature, so that eventually the soul will become strong enough and insightful enough to prove itself worthy of graduating of this lower school of reincarnation and becoming a, I guess you might put it, co-creator, co-worker with God, so that the soul is no longer in the sandbox uh, with the toys and the magic and the miracles, uh, the toys uh, of their spiritual childhood, but then they move on to grow up. And so that's what we're talking about here is this self-realization and God-realization is in essence um, passing the tests of the negative power, uh, administered by the negative power and created by God. So well, that soul can move on to greater things. Yeah, but you're not you're no longer working the negative power is no longer in charge of your spiritual destiny. Yeah, you're turning it over point. to the Varden Masters and the Living Varden Master. So you're out of that system. It's like you've been transferred over to a different system. A different system. So the the cow yeah. is no longer managing everything. Before yeah. the Lords of Karma and the angels and the yeah. cow lower masters they yeah. were all like kind of like telling okay now you're gonna have a life and you're gonna learn about love and you're gonna you know yeah. blah 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 
now it's like all of a sudden they're out of the picture. Now you're under a different system. You're no longer in that matrix. Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't have to pay certain debts. Yeah. But you can pay them a lot quicker. Like, you can do yeah. things through the dream state. And yeah. It's like a like expressway. It's like yeah. taking an airplane rather than taking a, a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, no, a uh, direct, direct path. Yeah. But and so you're I, out of the system. But I like what you said about people not shortchanging themselves, not having preconceptions about who they are as soul and what they're capable of that that actually loving loving god is also loving oneself a spirit so um ooh. so first i want to say thank you so much thank you because <laughs> i know you were you were not feeling well today and I'm, I'm really grateful that you felt well enough to do the show thank you so much for everything you shared thank you for encouraging and inviting me I love you. I love you too. Um, and I want to thank our listener. And we want to. Say, um, and we want to say uh, thanks for listening to Bridge Between Worlds Radio. Have a great night.